reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom patrol! is Murray Fox, and this week we are taking a, a little break, and we are doing a bit of a spotlight on one of the Doom Patrol characters. We are going to look at Cliff Steel Robot Man. Yeah. <laughs> the heart, the soul, the robotic spine of the Doom Patrol. <laughs> Absolutely. He's the uh, the main guy, the guy who's been there through it all. He's been there through every single version of the team. He's the radar O'Reilly of the Doom Patrol. <laughs> Right on. He'll lose his arm, he'll lose his leg, but uh, they keep popping him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So as we recall from our first episode, the first issue, uh, Cliff Steele was a race car driver, a bon vivant, as it were, a <laughs> sportsman of much regard. And he was involved in, well, we could say accident, I guess. <laughs> accident in air quotes. It was an accident. It was an accident <laughs> in that he didn't know it was going to happen. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For And for years, that's all everyone okay, so believed. Yeah. It was just an accident that he was luckily saved by Chief Mouse Caldwell. That's right. And now, it was, yeah. that's not entirely true. Yeah, years, years later, we. Uh, but that's yeah, that comes much, much later in the Grant Morrison run. Highly controversial at the time. I remember old school Doom Patrol being very upset by it. Yeah, I can, I can kind of see that, but uh, yeah, like I, at, by that well, point, I, uh, yeah. I wasn't reading the book, but. Uh, I know. I see. I had just gotten into it that Morrison's Doom Patrol was pretty much the key book in getting me back into comics after it had gone away for a while. So, I, did, I liked it. I, I thought it was awesome. I thought really it was sort of a, a little extension of the character. Yeah, so. I, I, I don't think I have a big, big problem with it. Like, looking back, as we will be as we go through these issues, you can kind of see, like, little hints. Oh, yeah. Not, I mean... Not big, huge red flags, but you can see where Morrison was was grabbing his ideas. Like they're not coming out of nowhere. You can see well. There's a little. Well, he hint. very much took the themes that. Uh, 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 blanking. blanking. Uh, Arnold Drake. Arnold Drake. Yes. Yes. There <laughs> that is. Arnold Drake was using, and even Drake himself said so in an interview. He said that Morrison's take on the control was the closest in tone and in. Spirit to his Doom Patrol. And yeah, that's kind of cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, like it's a, it's all kind of there. It's all in how you interpret it, right? And and Morrison kind of interpreted it in a in a sort of not negative, but, but superhero uh, group therapy. Kind of way. <laughs> right on, but uh, yeah, it works. I think it works. In any Especially case, looking back from the finish line of well, not the finish line, but the where we are now with the yeah. Giffen's Doom Patrol, you can certainly see how that would play out. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yes. So anyway. 
Yeah, getting yes, back sir. to Cliff. <laughs> Cliff's always around because he's darn near indestructible. That's right. He's just afraid inside a you know a robot box. So as long as just, as long as the head part is okay, he's good to go. He can just rebuild it. Right, right, right. Which causes him to course be well. Spoiler for those of you listening to our retro episodes: they all die. <laughs> yes. And he's the only one to survive that and go on into the next incarnation of the Deepest Falls. So. That's right. He he makes it he makes it out. A little beaten up, a little worse for the wear, and he's given like a a terrible redesign. Like it's I looked I love Joe Staten, but wow. <laughs> oh that my thing was just Oh, it's so brutal. It's like a It looks I, like something from the Jetsons. It really does, that tiny little Waste in the yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's goony. It doesn't last. I suppose you. Well, it was. It was what? That was that the late seventies. I mean. Yeah. 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 You sort of look at it. He was just trying to go somewhere different than where the old body went. So yeah. I can see what he was trying to do, but I mean, obviously, it's just not. It's not robot. Oh. It's not the same. No, he looks like a. I don't know a pet or a, like a cartoon. Yeah, kind of like, you know, the, the cartoon robot sidekicks that you see on, like, bad, you know, sci-fi <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly. It yes. And but luckily he gets over there pretty quickly. Yeah, it's not a look that lasts very long. It sticks around yeah. through the... Uh, three issues plus... Through the three issues and... A couple appearances in other people's books. A couple, but... Yeah, it... By the time of Teen Titans, he's back to... Yeah, he's back to the regular... The regular look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Then, yeah, like, so then he goes <laughs> from there, he gets his regular, regular look, and up, up through the Kupperberg series. Yeah, he's right pretty. Up to yeah. the first, even the first half of the, well, first, what, one, two story arcs? Yeah, I was going to say, the ones that I've read, he looks like Very traditional Robot Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not until one or two arcs in that he gets... Uh, yeah, all, the actually, all the people who actually read Doom Patrol are just coming at me now because they know exactly what happened. <laughs> I was going to say. At some point, he gets rebuilt with a better, more uh, more sophisticated body, which is which is the chief calls his heavy industry look. It's got like lots of exposed bolts on him. It's more a little more clunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the '90s, you know, the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, all he needed was a jacket. Maybe he had a jacket. I don't know. Well, he wore a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> See, wore a jacket with, with big uh, choker pads most of the time. His jeans, big, big clunky uh, industrial golf boots. Yes. Like engineers' boots. <laughs> so there you go. I like that look for him. I thought it was it was at least similar to his old one, but it had that extra sort of bulky uh, cyberpunkish. Yeah, yeah. And you can even explain it away as part of his character because he's kind of. I don't know, accepting or, or moving, like he's, I don't know, either accepting or, or totally distancing himself. Either way, he's like, I'm a robot, yeah, but I'm still going to wear clothes and I'm still going to yeah. try to play the part of of yeah. being a, a person. <laughs> I like a robot that wears clothes. That's cool. <laughs> you know, you can tell things about him just by what he wears Exactly, well. right on. Right on. And then, now at some point in the Morrison, I'm, almost positive i've seen like a cover or a couple of images does he get like a great big spider body or something yeah he goes he goes out <laughs> into outer space looking for um lodestone who was transformed into this weird freaky cosmic being 
Right, right. He gets. Does he go on purpose, or do the aliens kidnap him? I think maybe the aliens kidnapped him, and they were fighting a war with some other aliens, and there was this big attack. The dog came in and ripped him apart, so they they rebuilt him. But all they had was like <laughs> robot insect legs for some reason. So he had this, yeah, it was like a spider chassis on the bottom. It was like a centaur with a spider body. It was pretty cool. Oh, there's a look. There's a look you can rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. He rocked, only rocked until he got back to Earth, obviously, and then the chief built a new body for him. Right, right, right. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be, that was just before uh, the infamous uh, Brain and Monsieur Mala issue, <laughs> where the chief had built Cliff this super sophisticated body that could feel and touch things, and take their head, like, all sorts of sensory organs, it was more or less, you know, going to be, like, body 2.0. Right, right. Just like a human body, but, you know, but more destructive. <laughs> and it was black, and it was sleek. Oh, okay, okay. And as the chief was getting ready to load Cliff's brain into it, uh, the brain and Mr. Mala break in, because they want the body for the brain. Right, right, right. It's always looking for, uh, well, we need to, uh, you know, Go to discos and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to dance in that little uh, yeah bubble container. <laughs> so in the, during the course of this whole fracas, uh, the the black body gets destroyed and becomes sentient on its own, oh. and then it's, it ends up getting destroyed. And it's it's a great story, but again, another one of those ones that really cheesed off a lot of the uh, old school Doom Patrol fans because of. Uh, the brain of Mr. Mala and how they were carrying on. Uh, I love that. I, I I don't know if I read the issue or if I just remember hearing about it, but I thought that was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyone who doesn't like it was, is wrong. That's it right. Was awesome. That's right. It totally is. A love <laughs> for the ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you back to the heavy industry look, and now I guess at some point, well, I guess there's the John look in between. Yeah, he was a little sleeker. Uh, well, actually, it goes from heavy industry look to... The, oh, we got the middle look. Uh, like the John Arcudi... The John Arcudi run, yeah. The quite honest, what was his name? Uh, Tanning. Tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... Well, even there, though, he's still kind of... He's... Yeah, he was big and bulky and... and uh, but he was more... Uh, more sleek. He wasn't as clunky. Yeah, yeah. Rounded. Yeah, very much. Yeah, rounded edges and his face but was, was pretty still expressive. Yeah, who he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, his face was really expressive. Yeah, for metal, which was kind of odd too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Artistic license. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool look too. I remember uh, just flipping through some of the covers recently, and and yeah, I mean he was big but uh, rounded, yeah. and yeah, I liked I liked that look too. And then then we got the burn reboot. Yeah, sort the of reboot. burn reboot. And I guess sort of happened, but didn't actually happen. You know, time yeah. will tell how that all falls <laughs> into place. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll but get at, there. At that point, he's looking basically back to back to his regular again. With you know, yeah, Burn made some modifications, slight modifications. Yeah, but it's it's pretty much Robot Man and yeah, and uh, and then Giffen came along, and we got the current look, which is which again. is pretty cool. Yeah, it's again harkening back to the original. Yeah. But with more, uh, you know, sort of military and uh, more design elements, actually. He's less uh, less simplified. Yeah. It seems what, what everyone does is 
if they keep the basic form the same, but they their own little flourishes like elbow joints or you know how how his mouth attaches to his head and stuff like that. Right on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look that. Yeah, like he's got. He's got almost some Art Deco-y design elements to him. Yeah, like that it's mesh. Current, current that form. kind of mesh look is cool on his. What is it? His chest, sort of, and his around his neck. He's got like sort of a. Well, maybe not his just neck. Like the lines that run along his shoulders and his knees. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Things like that that sort of come that way. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I like it. I like the look. He's yeah. He's still very roboty, but I like that you can still get expression. And he's almost got. It's almost part way between the old robot man and the the heavy metal robot man because he's still got the same sort of. The head plate is similar, and he's yes. got the one antenna on the one side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For his Wi-Fi or whatever. <laughs> he's been upgraded. No more TV black, screen. <laughs> From TV screen to BlackBerry. There you yeah. go. <laughs> GPS. He's got all that stuff going on. So. Right on. But, you know, that's good. That's the thing. When you got a technological hero. You have to sort of upgrade him. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I look at Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man's at sixty thousand armors. <laughs> As things get more and more refined. Exactly. Exactly. When you look at a guy and he's like, oh wow, cell phones don't take up, you know, <laughs> whole big thing anymore. We better uh, tone that stuff down a little That's bit. That's right. Shrink it down. Yeah. Exactly. So there we go. Cliff's look through the ages. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, and for the most part, he came out. He came out all right, except for that one brief little... And like you say, it was the 70s, so it could have been like way worse. It could have been like... That's true. Bell bottoms. Well, he, he did sort of have bell bottoms, too, though, because he had those, those big oh, sort that's of true. He did have bell bottoms. That went out from the knees and flat out to big, big feet. So he kind of did have bell bottoms. <laughs> so all he needed were love beads. Yeah. <laughs> love beads and a little bit of tie-dye. Ah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fortunately, it, uh, he did his one little Abba song and, and moved on. Yes. yes. <laughs> Dove into the 80s and... And yeah, you could totally see him in a mosh pit or a punk bar or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all those goth bars where they <laughs> ministry and listen to ministry and Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, that's totally Over Cliff. <laughs> it was weird because he looked kind of like that, but then I mean, they were talking about how he likes to listen to Louis Armstrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. He likes to listen to old you know, jazz trumpet and stuff like that. So yeah, like, and you could, yeah, yeah, I kind of see him uh, as a... He's a very deep guy. Yeah. Not the most sophisticated of thinkers. Yeah, true. Like, he's... He is grounded. He's very... Oh, he's rock solid. Yeah. He's like the blue-collar superhero. Yeah, blue-collar is it, for sure. In fact, if you called him a superhero, he'd, like, get pissed off. Yeah, yeah. He's... Yeah, he's gone through his moods where it's been, like, sort of a reluctant thing, and then... um, I don't know if he's ever kind of moved out of the reluctant like I mean he does he does what he has to do and he does it because I don't know he knows it's the right thing or because he feels he has to but he's not he hasn't really embraced the idea that that uh, that he's a hero yeah 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 well I think a lot of that comes from the Morrison run too is because I say that whole thing was basically just a story about him and Jane trying to help each other heal and, and get to a point where they can just keep carrying on in the world. So you have that sort of basis where everything he does 
does because he doesn't feel that he was good enough before his accident. He feels like, because he was like kind of a jerk when he was, you know, kicking shit at pot, you know, pie mountain. <laughs> and so now, now he's looking like he looks back on it and he says, you know, I deserved what happened to me. And in his worst times, it's like I deserved it. I should have, I should have died. Yeah, absolutely, right on. So at first he comes back and he's doing he's doing all this stuff as sort of penance for you know the waste that he made of his life beforehand. But now I think he's at the point where he realizes you know it just sort of happens and the right thing is still the right thing regardless. Of yeah, what, and I think that's why he. Does, yeah, I think that's why he does it now. It's he he sees it as doing it because it's the right thing to do, not necessarily because it's it's what he... Well, I mean, he does it because it's the right thing, not because he he feels a great desire to do so. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you, and if you talk about the current series especially, almost I think it feels like he's there just to protect the other ones from Cliff or from Chief. Yeah, yeah, there's that sense there too, for sure. For sure, for sure, because he's especially, especially Rita. Yeah, yeah, he's when when Jane comes in, he's like, "You're not going anywhere." <laughs> That's right. He's very protective of of the people that he sees, especially as being his family, especially the ladies. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, in this series, especially. Well, I mean, even in the original run, but in this series, you really see that that both him and even Larry are very protective of Rita. Like they, well, they've always loved Rita. Yeah. Both of them. I've always been in love with Frida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even, and and so, yeah, like, she's the thing that pulls them together. And on the one hand, you think, yeah, Rita is probably the, she's the, she might be the glue that holds them together, but yeah. Cliff is the heart and the soul of the team, for sure. So he's the spine that holds it up, the skeleton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I guess Larry is, I don't know, the body order or something. <laughs> I'm not sure where Larry's supposed to be. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll figure out what he is. <laughs> Maybe when he figures out what he is. He's the stink on the Doom Patrol. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. A little Mr. Shoals and he'll be good to go. Defeated <laughs> like kryptonite. <laughs> right on. Yeah, so he's... Yeah, Cliff has got... He's... Yeah, like he's not really defined, but he is a character that that writers seem to use to develop relationships. Like, he's had some really... You can pair him with anyone, really, and and you get a good character moment or a good story or or whatever. Yeah. Like, his, his protectiveness of Rita we see throughout this series and uh, his little goofing around and bickering with, with uh, Larry as... as like it's that's a constant, and you you know that there's a uh, a friendship underneath there, uh, as frustrated you, as they get wonder, with each I mean, other. Uh, I believe that when Arnold Drake first was writing it, he he said something to the effect of, "I just thought it would be interesting to have a group of superheroes who not only hated being superheroes but didn't really like each other either." Yeah, yeah, and you see that in the beginnings for sure. There, uh... but that's how these <laughs> things always start. It always starts out you hate the person. Yeah. Suddenly you're in a situation, and suddenly you know next thing you know you're banging the office or something like that. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I, I, Cliff and Larry, but I think I missed that issue. <laughs> hate is a strong emotion, and, and you can't dissipate it. It just it, it can be 
transformed but not dissipated. Right it's on. Like energy, right? Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely, it gets changed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> cliff moments actually doesn't even appear in, in the Doom Patrol comics. It's in uh, the Teen Titan spotlight with Changeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Showing that short, happens shortly after he comes back in the Teen Titans and they hunt down the right, guys who right, right, the right. Which is a great story. It was, I mean, it was good for Teen Titans. It was good. Well, I mean, Teen Titans didn't do a bad story in those days. Yeah, no, no. Not, not compared to now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> Your favorite cliff moment. <laughs> right. So it's basically this is, it's basically just you know it's a simple. Done in one, good guys fighting bad guys in tail where, you know, Bob Man, he's still dressed up and he's got his sweatshirt and jeans on and he's talking to Changeling about the good old days and he says, well, you know what, I don't think they were that great <laughs> and I lost <laughs> all my friends, so, you know, whatever. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to retire. And Changeling, of course, is trying to talk him out of it and they wander through the zoo doing their walk and talk and next thing you know, they're getting attacked by Mr. 104. <laughs> We used to be Mr. 103 back in the day, but I guess they discovered a new element sometime between then and now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, and of course, they outwit him, and basically the end of it ends with, you know, Cliff's bought a ranch. He's going to go be a gentleman farmer or a gentleman rancher and uh, not worry about this stuff anymore. Yeah. Which, of course, only lasts for so long before. Yeah, and then. Back in. Yeah, and like from that point, the how far off was the Copperberg Doom Patrol series? It was not too far because I mean this one is April '87. I think the Copperberg one was '88. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. This might have been even, even just before. Yeah, I don't, I don't have my issues at hand, but I, I think it was around '88. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that sounds right. Um, let's see. Do I have them around? There's that one. I bet they are all upstairs. Because it was around... Oh, no, let's see. Uh, yeah, 88. The illustrations for Who's Who of the Control. Yeah, I've got... Uh, issue 4 was January 88. Yeah, okay, so, so 87, 88. 87. So yeah, this would have been just before it, I guess. Yeah. Smiley probably sort of lead in. It would have been this and then the secret origin issue. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense, right? Because they would have, yeah, they would have wanted to uh, hype the hype the return a little bit, in, or at least give the characters some some. Because uh, in, in in this secret uh, origins, he. He is a ranch. He's out on his ranch. He's riding horses. And yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds familiar. I haven't looked at that issue for a while, but that that yeah. scene sounds familiar. I can kind of picture Cliff riding some horse. That's got to be one big ass horse to be. And then we have a slight technical difficulty, and this is my uh, clunky attempt at trying to edit it out. Next time, I'll just. Uh, leave it alone or throw some music in there or uh, whatever. In any case, uh, we now return you to our regularly scheduled podcast. I'm babysitting, you know. It's, uh, yes. <laughs> it's okay. You know, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Sorry about that. That is okay. Was I saying that? Uh, yeah, well, what they say is that he's, he's not just like uh, a metal. He is a metal ceramic hybrid of some sort. Yeah. Like, he's actually lighter than he would look. But, hello? Hello, yeah. Nope. But, uh, <laughs> but I lost you. We're having technical difficulties. So technical I, uh, issues all over. <laughs> he's gone. I have a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, you're. Yeah, and you know what? That makes sense because otherwise he'd be this big, huge, oh, yeah. heavy thing that would just be. Yeah, no kidding. Can't go to the. Can't play soccer. That's right. <laughs> He's left out of all the reindeer games. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, DC is, I'm sure, filled with all sorts of extra light metals and, and things. <laughs> all righty. So, there's Cliff. What else do we want to say? Um, I don't know what else there is to say. He's, he's my favorite of the Doom Patrol characters. Yeah, you, oh. yeah, he's... He is right up there. For me, I'm thinking it's... Yeah, he's up there. Like Between him and Rita, it's, it's sometimes a toss-up. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with Cliff, because he is... He's just pretty cool. I say I, he's like the thing. He's your solid blue collar worker. He just, you know, he he's tired of all this. He's just ah, yeah, that that's something weird happened. Okay, that hey, that guy <laughs> just turned into a bug and flew away. Well, <laughs> must be Tuesday. That's right. You know? That's yeah. It's he just takes it as it comes, and it's business as usual, and he just gets through it, and and. Uh, See, for me, he squeaks in over to Rita from the simple fact that he's been around longer. He, he's, yeah. You know, he's always been there. Yeah, so he's... He had more history, and he's had more time to have a character. Yeah, so, he's got much more of a character story than than Rita has had. Um, Rita probably had more of a character story in the Silver Age issues. Yeah, well, it's just she was doing stuff. Yeah. And all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Being but... crazy. Uh, <laughs> in the time since... Yeah, Cliff's Cliff's story has certainly uh, developed, and and you've we've been able to see that growth. Like I'm looking forward to kind of filling in all those holes in the Morrison run and seeing his him and Crazy Jane kind of relate, and that story kind of play out over the course. Um, I get to see it in bits and pieces right now as I fill in those holes, but mm-hmm. but uh, once they're I mean, all I mean, a lot in, of people say that they're you know Morrison's run. It's all things and weirdness and weird this and weird that and that's not what it's about at all I mean, that story is about cliff and jane and their stories and how they come back to the world and, and learn how to how to live in it yeah that's what i'm finding like even i i mean i gotta admit i'm not morrison's biggest fan and when i read his stories i'm always like oh, all right so what's <laughs> what did i just read but if there's a if there's a really good character arc or a character hook that i can sink my little fingers into then then that'll carry me through the story and what i'm finding is that as like he's got a great handle on those characters and he's given them a voice and he's given them a story so whether i get what's going on around them i'm at least invested in in their reactions to what's going on and the and and the story that i see playing out in the issues that i have so so that's cool i mean that's yeah that's the best part of the story. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, there is our first spotlight. Cliff Steele. We decided it might get a little boring if we just went from retro review to current review. Yeah, we're hey, going to... We, we run a current, current issue pretty quickly. <laughs> and, you know, you like to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, so, and it's kind of fun just kind of... Absolutely. Looking in on on different characters as we as we go through, so... Looking at it as a catch-all week, it could be anything. Yeah, absolutely. Doom Patrol related, maybe we can do an episode on, uh, you know, Doom Patrol appearing in other people's comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even, like that. Yeah, other comics, other media, because, I mean, they've had some cartoon appearances, they've had... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Movie coming up in the, uh, in the bowl. Ooh. Well. Yes. So Excellent. I can't wait for that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Alrighty, so also, we will leave it. Oh. I would like to make a shout out to the uh, Doompedia. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Doompedia. they've been giving us a uh, you know linkage, so they've been thank great. You very much. Yeah, every week we've been getting a little uh, a little mention there, which is awesome. Thank you, thank oh. you. Yes. So all, all two of you that are uh, <laughs> following us because of them, that's awesome. <laughs> we love I you both. There, there seems to be like obviously the Doom Patrol's fan base isn't as big as Single. Yeah, but, but it's 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 there. Uh, I mean, there I have, I have at least three Doom Patrol websites on my on my bookmarks list. Yeah, yeah. So, there's a couple I keep checking in on. You so, sort of wonder, it's like, who's listening? Is it those three guys that do those <laughs> three websites, or what? You know. <laughs> so if you're out there, just let us know where you come, from, what you're doing. Are you those guys with the Doom Patrol websites, or are you just other guys? That's right. You guys happen to like Doom Patrol and. Somehow found out about this. That's right. Doom, doomers of the world there unite. <laughs> and if you feel like uniting, you can always wander over to our little blog, which is doompodtroll.com, where we have our episodes posted, and you can comment on each episode in the little uh, comment threads. Yes. You can send us an email at doompodtroll.gmail.com. Ooh, what did I say? Yeah, at Gmail. <laughs> yeah, you know how those email things work. Doompodtroll at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> and, yeah, that's right. That's right. step it up, guys. Either way, we'll read it. Whatever you feel like. Absolutely. We'll totally read it. Uh, I think those are the two main spots to find us right now. So, so far, yeah, we should be on iTunes soon. It's just a matter of jumping through their specific groups. Yeah, I think I think we're iTunesable now. Are we? Yeah, I think so. I know. Do a little iTunes search, Doom Pod Troll. I'm sure you'll find us. You can. What is it they say? Do a little review of us or whatever, and there you go. Oh, just in time. I hear screaming upstairs. <laughs> Alrighty. You I'm deal with your emergency. <laughs> Talk to you later. Sounds good. Catch you later, guys. Bye.